Aloha, my friends. In today's episode, I am going to answer a question that I got in my DMs. What is the best curriculum for your three and four-year-olds, especially if you're a busy mom, you don't have a lot of time, and you still want to help your kids be prepped and ready for school? And if you have any other questions that you would love to hear me talk about on my episodes, hit me up on my Instagram at Kavai underscore Aquin. That's K-A-W-A-I underscore A-H-Q-U-I-N. And I would definitely love connecting with you. And on top of that, answer your questions on my episodes because, hey, I bet someone else has the same question as you. And I would love to just give my input and help you out that way. Aloha, mamas. You've made it to the Homeschooling Entrepreneur Mom podcast. I'm Kavaya Quinn, RN turned full-time entrepreneur and homeschool rock star to five kiddos. I know you're frustrated with homeschooling. You know there's a way to make it fun, but you haven't figured it out yet. And you're overwhelmed with combining homeschool and making money from home. You're wishing for a way to integrate homeschooling and building a business while giving your kiddos the gift of entrepreneurship. So if you're ready to create a homeschool filled with fun and adventures while you're making money, get your favorite mama juice and throw your hair in a messy bun. Let's get to work. Aloha, my friends. Welcome to another episode. And today we are going to be talking about your three to four year olds, your tiny littles. And I also don't like to just bracket off in an age group. I like to talk about like where they are at um, based on their skills and their intellectual levels. So the kids that I'm talking about right now are kids who are pre like pre preschool. <laughs> I know there's preschools for three and four year olds, but I'm talking about like pre kindergarten, pre K, where they're probably not reading yet. They are showing some interest in school. They love learning alongside their older siblings or they keep asking you to like show them more, do more with them. Or maybe you see that they would thrive from doing more. This is the episode for you. <laughs> because I have three older boys, 11, 7, and 6. And then I currently have a three-year-old right now. And I've got to tell you right off the bat that all four did ex- like have different experiences. Because I tried. <laughs> I tried to use the exact same thing with like the first three and that didn't work out. Like I always had to tweak it. I always had to adjust it. And you have to think about your child in general. Every child you have has a different personality. They have a different way of learning. They're not going to be the same as their sibling. And if you try to do the exact same thing every single time, it probably be more frustrating So you got to be able to be adaptable, especially at that young age, because one, their attention span is so short. (laughs) They may be like super excited at one point to learn something. And then the next point, they're like, I'm done. Bye. (laughs) So you need to be adaptable as the parent, ready to just shift, change, maybe stop doing it and be okay with that. Um, I just know. I had to change a lot because I am I am a recovered perfectionist. I'm not going to say recovering because I'm pretty good past that already. But I used to be a perfectionist where I would want my kid to do something the way I planned. And I had it. I knew it would be fun. And I want you to do it this way. I know you're going to thrive at it. And he didn't want to do it. And I was like, why? 
And I would get frustrated and irritated. And I realized like, wow, my expectations was crazy back then. What what I really realized was, am I pushing something too hard and literally taking the fun out of it? So that's the first thing I want you to really consider when you're thinking about your child. Are you pushing so hard that you're eliminating fun out of this? Because the truth is, your kids will want to learn when they are enjoying what they're doing. They will continue to want to do things if they enjoy doing it. Think about yourself. I say this quite a bit. If you don't enjoy doing something, you probably won't do it either. (laughs) I know I won't. (laughs) So that's why I wanted to do this episode. Not only because a couple of my listeners asked me, hey, I have a three-year-old. Hey, what do you think is best for my four-year-old? What curriculum do you use for yours? Um, I really wanted to let you know that you do not have to push your agenda on your child. Like, I know that's hard to hear sometimes, but you can still have them thrive, excel, be above and beyond in other ways. And so I'm going to talk about those ways. Because I'm pretty sure you're like me where you probably grabbed a workbook, I don't know, from Target or from Costco. (laughs) You probably have them doing exercises and um, learning apps. You're probably subscribed or enrolled into some kind of online teaching thing for your three or four year old, right? Is that you? If that's you, raise your hand really high. (laughs) Uh, I'm talking to you all. So let me give you what I do with my kids. And I'm sorry, news break, I do not have a set curriculum for any of my three and four-year-olds that I've, I currently teach my daughter or had before. Never did have a curriculum for them. I had tools for them. I had activities for them, but no curriculum. Um, and they all are thriving in different ways. I'll give you a quick example. My 11-year-old was brilliant. And he was great at math, like literally four years old doing math, probably more so of like a kindergarten, first grader. He was so smart. He could just see things and put it on his Minecraft. Like if you think Minecraft is not a learning tool, it can be such a powerful learning tool, especially for little kids who are visually, um, who excel visually. Um, so he he was great at math. He was great at science. He had the memory like no other. And he he didn't read super early. But what he did do is he memorized things. So think sight words was very easy for him because he was so visual. So that's one thing. Um, I think he started reading around like five, six years old. But he wasn't like this super genius at like three, four year old just reading all these things. But he did memorize things so he could like point out stuff. That was my my older child. My second, he didn't speak till I think after three years old. Like he finally started talking. (laughs) We thought something was wrong. But apparently his older brother, who loved to talk, talked so much for him that he just decided, I don't have to talk as much. And then about three years old, he just started talking so well. So very different experience from my older child. Like I thought I had to put more time into him. So here I was stressing out about my second child going, oh my gosh, 
I did the exact same thing that I did with my oldest. Why aren't you speaking? What, like, are you even taking in everything that I'm trying to teach you? And what ended up happening, he is seven right now. And this kid can tell you a story forever. Like he has such a huge vocabulary. He is reading above his level. Um, I want to say, I think when we took it to us, it was like fourth grade level. So there was really no need to worry for me on my end, even though he started to speak late. And then you have my middle child. Oh, I love him because he just threw everything off the course. (laughs) When he was three and four, he just did not want to do any of the things that I used to do for my two oldest. Mind you, like my two oldest, I tried to do the exact same thing. And I realized like, okay, didn't really work. I started to adjust. My three-year-old, I was, I mean, my three-year-old, my middle child just threw it out, like threw everything out the door. I felt like I had to start from scratch with him and I was getting frustrated. Like, my goodness, I would do this with your older brothers and they just loved it and you just don't. So for him, I realized like he didn't like a lot of structure. He loved a lot of play. He loved, you know, he was the little brother. So he would follow his older brothers. He wanted to participate. He want, he was more of like the social butterfly. Like think of something like that. So very different way of teaching him. And now I'm teaching my daughter. She's three right now. And she just loves to participate with the older brothers too. But she's like a good mix between all of them. So I am still adjusting, trying to figure out, okay, what do you like? And in the end, I figured out five things that you can do in your busy life, mama, to continue to just teach your child, let them flourish. Don't worry about like specific things like subjects, because all of these things include all the subjects that they will need to know. So I want to tell you all about those five things. Starting with number one, skill building. I know this is probably the one thing that you are probably already doing. So skill building can look like um, workbooks, writing, uh, maybe you're learning apps. So if you have something that is skill building, then that's great. Always keep in mind that their attention span varies. <laughs> something Sometimes they might love something for a very long time. And sometimes it'd be like two minutes and they're done. And I'm pretty sure you see that. So if you are on a skill building exercise or activity, just let them go until they feel tired of doing it. Like, okay, you're done. Let's put it away. Good. So anything skill building, do a few minutes based on their attention span. Number two identification. Think of you standing in the kitchen. You're like prepping breakfast for them and your three-year-old is sitting there. Whether or not they asked, identify things for them. And then you will learn (laughs) real quick. They're going to ask you to identify things all the time. My three-year-old does it all the time. Now she's like, what's this? What's this? What's this? And here I am going, that is a this, that is a that. But it started because I would point things out for her. I'm like, this is a fork. This is a plate. This is a potato. (laughs) Like just identifying when you're in the grocery store, identify all the fruits and vegetables when you're walking through. You might seem, it might seem redundant. You might be like, this is a waste of time, but they are listening. I read in a study that 
that your child soaks in so much language by the age of three, so much words and vocabulary. Like, even though they're not saying it, they are really just taking it all in. And then you'd be surprised because when your three and four year old really starts speaking, the way they talk and all the words they know, the vocabulary they have is way more, way more than what they can write and read. So that is one thing that you have to keep in mind as a mama. Like your kids are probably thriving so much more than you probably um, set this bar for. Like they probably exceeded that already. And that is great. Don't always feel the need to have to keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. Your kids are doing amazing and you are doing amazing too. Okay, so identification. And then it leads into number three, which is repetition. (laughs) Which don't worry, your kids will help you with that real fast. I think I sang happy birthday about eight times last night because my daughter just enjoyed the song and she made me sing happy birthday to everyone in our family, which is seven of us, including herself, plus my mom. So repetition is what's going to help your kids continue to do it over and over again. So maybe you as a parent might feel the urge to introduce something new every single time, but you don't have to. You can literally put something on repeat and they will learn something new every time. They might learn how to sing it differently. They might learn how to pronounce it differently. They might learn how to move their body differently if it's a song. So repetition really does drive into their being, their their knowledge, all the things that you are trying to teach them. Number four, teach them things you're already doing. Yes, if you're cleaning the house, teach them about cleaning the house. If you are, you know, reading a book, show them what you're reading. Maybe spell out some words. Um, maybe identify a letter, wherever they are at, teach them about all the things that you're doing. Mom, my three-year-old always like comes up to me. She's like, mom, what doing? <laughs> Yours probably does that too. And instead of saying like, I'm cooking and leaving your answer short, be very elaborate about it. Mommy's cooking lunch. Lunch comes after breakfast and I am cooking pizza, pepperoni pizza with cheese. Can you see it? And then I extend it into, you know, identifying things. Look, the pizza is what shape? It's a circle. What color is this? Oh, this is how you spell pizza. (laughs) P-I-Z-Z-A. And you're going to start sounding like those learning apps. But that literally is learning in real life. So when you teach them about the things that they, that you are already doing, that maybe your kids are already doing, what is dad doing? What is brother doing? And you just explain really slowly, um, be very specific and, you know, teach them the, maybe if it's something like an amount, count with them. If it's something that is a word, spell it for them. Is it something that is a shape, ask them what it is, identify it. You know, those things is what little preschoolers are already doing. And you can do it real time in your home. It just takes you to say it. You don't need a specific curriculum. You don't need a book. You don't need a program to do that for you at that moment. You can do it with your child. All right. The last one, number five, is explore their interests. So whatever they are interested in, explore that more. 
Trust me, I have a gazillion dinosaur <laughs> books. Why? Because my two, three older boys love dinosaurs. And I just continue to buy dinosaur books, apparently, because that's what they want to continue to learn more about. So we have dinosaur books galore. They want to know more about the dinosaurs. So what is that one, two things that your kids love? What are they interested in? I know it changes, but at this moment, if they're interested in something, explore that. A great example is we saw a bobcat last week, live in person. (laughs) And my kids came home and they're like, we want to learn about bobcats. All right, let's learn about bobcats. And once you just explore the interest, that already is going to just expand their learning in itself. So for your three or four-year-old, if they love animals, if they love dinosaurs, if they love trucks, whatever it is, get a really good book. I love baby books when they're babies. But if they're three to four-year-olds, go get a book that even though they can't read it, it has pictures, it has a better um, explanation about it. That way you as a parent can tell them more facts about it, can say, wow, did you know that? I didn't know that. Oh, look at this. This is the part, identifying parts. You know, um, you can add in other subjects. So how can you add in math to a, a truck book or a truck interest? Well, depending where they're at. Are they counting right now? What are they counting up to? Have them count every single drug in the book. If they are adding and subtracting, show them, hey, Bring out all their truck toys and then go, how much truck toys do you have? If I put two more here, how much is it now? If I take away, how much is it now? Now you're doing addition and subtraction with your kids based on their interests. Um, you can do social studies or history by talking about like Googling what was like the oldest truck? What <laughs> what happened in history when these trucks were made, like invented and so forth? Like. There's so much more that you can do with just one interest that your kid loves. And from doing that, you are teaching them the love of learning. And that will also just flood into the rest of their lives where it comes to getting ready for school, where it comes to maybe learning how to read. Maybe it comes to you just teaching them a greater vocabulary, even if it's all about trucks. (laughs) So I'm going to recap just for you. Number one, skill building. You're probably already doing this. If not, this is where I would suggest getting like a Costco book, but you really don't need a Costco workbook. All you just need them to do is get some paper um, and then you can just have them free write. If you want them to write specifically, then you just help them, you know, write letters, write shapes, draw shapes and things like that. Um, Other skill building is just like fine and um, what you call big motor skills. So, you know, using their fingers in different ways, maybe think of uh, a clothespin or using tongs or using, um, making sign language is a great one, utilizing their hands. So that's other things that you can do with your child. Number two is identification. Identify everything, everything, whether you're in your house, at the grocery store, driving, (laughs) identify things for them. Three, repetition. Yes, you might be reading the same book five times in a row and it's okay. You might want to change the subject, but they don't. 
um, and they will learn something new every single time. They are soaking that book in. They are soaking that activity in so much. And that is part of learning repetition. Number four, teach them about things that you are already doing. So if you're cooking at that moment, teach them about that. If you are writing something, cleaning something, teach them about that. And number five, explore their interests. If they really do have something that they love and they're super interested in, continue to explore it because now you can expand into different subjects like math, reading, writing, all because they are interested in that thing. All right, my friends, I am going to do a whole nother episode on all the learning activities, like the specific ones that I use with my three or four year old. That way, if you want to extend it into maybe like an app or buying things, then I will tell you all the things I'm doing in that episode. But for this one, thank you so much for listening in. And if you have any more questions, definitely hit me up on Instagram at Kavai underscore Aquin. I would love to hear it. And if anything, I would love to talk about it too. All right. Like always, go out and make your day amazing because only you can do that. Hey, mama friend, if this podcast inspired, encouraged, or gave you confidence to take action today, I would love for you to share it in your Instagram stories. Tag me at Kavai underscore Aquin. Then drop it in a message to another friend who needs to hear it too. The biggest compliment would be for you to take a minute from your busy mama day and leave me a review and subscribe. I'm so grateful for you and I'd love to keep this conversation going. The best way to connect would be in my Facebook group, bit.ly slash H-E-M support group. Till next time, lots of aloha. Kavai.